All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Infinite Fringe, live on Truth Frequency Radio on iHeartRadio on HackerHameen.Podbeam.com and the InfiniteFringe.Podbeam.com on TuneIn Radio, anywhere else you can hear my voice. And if you want to see the video, if you want to see the video to this, um, you can pop over to Iconic and uh, I'm sure uh, you will find it fascinating. Listen, man, I've been trying to get something like this done since I started the Fringe, what we're going to do here today. And, and to find somebody in this area that can, uh, you know, describe, I mean, uh, you know, explain a couple of things to me because uh, I, I just don't know what the hell's going on anymore. But I've, I've, I figured I've never known what the hell's going on. And uh, I saw this gentleman online and, and my boy Richard Willett has worked with him on several occasions. You know, he's uh, close to iconic. So it's, it's a pleasure and an honor for me to have him on. Uh, Jonathan Royal is here with us. Um, and he is a hypnotist, man. Um hypnotherapist uh it's uh, you know i've been dying to get somebody like this on to to so i can ask some probably very basic questions but i need answers to them so i can figure out what the hell or at least attempt or get a little bit closer to what is going on in my opinion you know uh he's also the centerpiece along with neil sanders of a of a of a very well done documentary extreme danger extreme hypnosis Jonathan, how are you? Welcome to your maiden voyage here on the Infinite Fringe. And, I mean, I know you've been on Iconic several times, but uh, you've never been on America Unplugged. So, uh, thank you. And we appreciate you. How are you? Thank What's you. going on? I'm, I'm, I'm as good as can be um, in these crazy times that we um, live within. And uh, thanks for inviting me on. And hopefully, I'll be able to answer to in an understandable manner that makes sense and doesn't sound too out there, whatever you choose to throw at me, because you can go wherever you want with this. So, um, yeah, let's dive in. Well, at, at, at this point, uh, everything sounds out there right? and nothing does. Right. So, you, you, I mean, at this point, we can we can really just say anything and it's possible. Look at what happened in 2020. Look at what is happening. in It's not even over yet. We still have a month to go. So who knows what could develop in the rest of this, uh, of, of the remainder of this year. But, you know, mm. I question reality often. I, I don't know what's going on. I love the program. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call it a program because that's what I believe it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm, I'm walking into the, sh- in the street and I see a, a blue sky. I see the trees and I feel them. And uh, there are green leaves uh, at certain parts of the year, and then they'll change, you know, because of, of, uh, of the seasons changing, you know, and, and it's beautiful. And you pick up a leaf and you can feel it. You can interact with it, right? Dirt on the ground, uh, the different people, all this stuff. I've always heard that you can be hypnotized to not experience our reality in the way that we've been programmed to experience it. Well, hypnosis is a bad word, and I'll come to the reasons why in a minute. Unfortunately, it's the word we're kind of stuck with, 
But let me throw this one out there to start oh. with. Perception and reality. Each individual person's reality is nothing more than their perception of things. Mm. And their perception of things is based on their belief system, what they hold to be true. And that which they hold to be true, believe to be true, um, that is the foundation to their perceptions and therefore their reality, uh, is built up from birth through what authority figures, initially their parents and family, but then it can be teachers, nursery workers, doctors, blah, 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 as you're growing up, condition them to believe to be true. So that then, after the you know their upbringing, the formative years now, Sigmund Freud or Sigmund Freud, as he's better known to a lot of people, he of kill your father, fuck your mother, Faye. <laughs> um, he um, said the formative years were birth to seven, zero to seven. I personally believe that it's from birth till around puberty. Mm. Okay, which varies in everybody, but you know we're talking birth to about teenage years Understood. and then i think we kind of become stuck as a, a teenager mentally that is which i'll come back to but imagine if you were born and from the day of your birth what we collectively the majority of us although there's people who are colorblind apparently but what the majority of us consider to be blue say the sky oh look the sky is blue right. if from birth Every time you pointed at that sky, your parents said, oh, it's a lovely orange color, isn't it? And every time you looked at the sun, they told you that was a lovely blue color. Because you, as long as your trust bond with them, because obviously some people unfortunately don't grow up in a loving environment, but generally speaking, if you were doing, you trust and believe um, that your parents are there to protect you and they would be telling you the truth. Right. So even if you overheard other people going, no, the sky's blue and the uh, sun's orange, it's not orange sky and blue sun, you dismiss that stranger and you believe that of the person who was the trusted authority figure in your life mm -hmm. that protected you. Now, let me, let me ask you And you would come you. to believe, right. you would come to believe and swear blind yeah. that the sky was orange the sun was blowing. It wouldn't matter how many other people on the planet as you grew up told you differently. Yeah. From there on in, whenever you saw something that to everyone else was blue coloured, you'd see it as orange or say it was orange. And if you saw things that everyone else thought was orange, you would consider them to be blue because of your inbuilt belief system that would cloud your perceptions. I, I, I follow that, right? But um, um, maybe I'm mistaking this, but it sounds like semantics to me. Right. So if if my if my mom told me the sky is orange and, you know, your mom told you the sky is blue and I come up to you and I'm like, no, it's not blue, dude, it's orange, it's orange. But we're still looking at it in the same thing. So what what would be blue, meaning that that beautiful. Uh, for lack of I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. You're like, both I'm, seeing. Yeah, just a minute. You're both seeing the same, the same thing. thing. Right. But your processing filters uh, namely your conscious mind, the critical analytical area of the brain and your unconscious mind. And some would argue it goes deeper than that into the universal consciousness, super consciousness. Um, it's processing it differently. Um, imagine it like it's the difference between you but can both be looking at the same thing and both consider things the same way. But if one of you is wearing an incredibly dark pair of mirrored sunglasses that filter it differently, what you end up seeing is going to be different in appearance slightly to what the person without that filter on. Right. So this is a psychological filter I'm talking about, yes. Mm -hmm. But if a psychological filter has been uh, either knowingly whether it's with positive or negative intent, that's a different discussion, um, enforced on you and conditioned into you from an early age, that will massively affect the way you perceive things, uh, react to things, and the way you filter things. So is there anything solid in the world? Meaning, 
everything is if if everything is um based on perception mm-hmm. is anything real you know is anything like i mean it's real to a certain degree meaning something makes it up but the way we interpret it every everybody interprets things this for the most part yeah. in the same way but but uh because we've been programmed to 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 uh interpret it in, in that manner in my opinion but in large amounts yeah okay. people have been programmed from birth to have certain filters uh in certain ways uh, so the mass populace, generally speaking, although they think they're individuals and very different and they may have the odd different personality trait, largely um, have been conditioned through ed- the education indoctrination system where you're conditioned to learn and remember things so that when you do an exam, you recall what you were taught and then you get rewarded, patted on the back. So you learn that you get rewarded for remembering and repeating and agreeing with what the authority figure has told you. So the bigger picture is you're being taught to obey perceived authority figures and be compliant from birth. And yeah, the majority of the mass populace never question these things, never question the fact that, you know, that's happening in education. There's a whole hierarchy in the workplace that the, this idea of keeping up with the Joneses, the whole the whole world, as we cover in the documentary Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, is geared from birth, from every environment, politics, education, uh, even the entertainment arena, the subliminal messages. In, it's all to divide and conquer. The reason politics exists is to give the populace an illusion of choice. The idea, the false idea, because it's just an illusion, that they've got some kind of say in the matter of what goes on. And while they think they've got some kind of say in the matter, they are less likely to ever examine deeply what is really going on, what the real motives are to people doing things, uh, which is where the old saying, like, follow the money, what's in it for them, you know? Um, People, the majority, I know more and more people, thankfully, are now waking up. But sadly, still, the mass populace, generally speaking, uh, are distracted from doing those things and digging deeper and finding the truth because they believe they've got this illusion of choice, uh, the illusion of some kind of uh, saying it through voting at elections and stuff. And I honestly believe, and my research shows, and that of many other people far more scholarly than me, <laughs> that the truth of the matter is if if what you voted made any difference they wouldn't let you vote. Right, right, right. It doesn't matter who gets in. It's a pantomime. They end up doing what the global elite steps and steps above them tell, for example, the media to condition the um, mass populace to believe, which will then force from one angle uh, the population to demand that of the MPs and their political representatives who then end up having to do that um even, even though they may have started off with the best of intentions or in many occasions the compromise will come into play and media organizations um or deep state organizations will entice people into situations get them drunk or drug them and then get them in compromising sexual situations on video and stuff so that they can blackmail them so that person may have totally honest intent to help the world and then suddenly they're going against what they said when they were getting elected. That's right. because they want to keep their family safe and they want don't want the truth to come out. Well, the perceived truth, because obviously they were a victim of a setup to get compromise on them. Uh, but if that was to come out, it obviously would be portrayed that they'd willingly engaged in these things. There's so much going on from every area of our lives from birth and all of it steered at getting people to disagree. Politics. I vote this way. You vote that way. Let's row and waste time on the internet. Mm. Um, even right down to sports. You look at the origin of sports uh, and football and football matches and whatnot. It was encouraged by governments at the time when they brought it in because they realised that it was another way, albeit a low-level way, of getting people to disagree. I want my team to win over yours. It's all about divide and conquer, and the emphasis is put on that. Rad, could you know, if it were just about sport, the emphasis should be on, you know what? 
roll the best of mates. It doesn't really matter who wins other than who wins the trophy at the end. But he doesn't. It's used as a tool to divide and conquer and cause rowing, cause fights, just as politics is as well. Every area of like wars between <laughs> countries, you know, the world wars, when you look, the true history proves that both sides of every major war has been funded by the same global elite banking families. Right. Both sides. Then you have to ask the question, well, what was the point of the war? They couldn't have took place properly without the funding. Well, no, because the point was it didn't really matter. Mm. The people at the top win either way. Mm. It's all just smoke screens and illusions to keep us, the mass populace, occupied, worrying uh, about what's going on in the world or keeping us disorientated and confused. What's going on? I don't know. To flick people into that fight, flight or freeze, the freeze section of fight and flight, because fight is... Fight the dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, kill it and eat that day in caveman days. And before people write in, I know there were not dinosaurs in caveman days. It's just <laughs> a made-up metaphor. Okay? So it's kill dinosaur and get to eat. Or do I run away, flight, right. and get away from the dinosaur and live another day? Or, because it's actually fight, flight, freeze, and shite, do I shit myself mm. so that the stench of the crap hopefully scares off or dazzles the dinosaur to give me more thinking time, or do I freeze? <laughs> and freeze is that moment where your brain's going, shall I run? Shall I fight? Shall I run? Shall I fight? Uh, uh, I don't know. And you get literally like frozen, and then it's too late. You, you've been gobbled up by the dinosaur, or the event in the world has taken the better of you. You've missed the opportunity. Mm. And everything's geared to put us into that freeze uh, state. Well, you know what, Jonathan? Let, let, let's go kill the son of a bitch. You and I, we can, we can go kill this dinosaur together and uh, and not freeze <laughs> and not do this other stuff, you know. But let, let me let me uh, bring it back just a little bit. And uh, I want to circle back to a, a few of the things that you said, but I want to lay the groundwork for a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, just so I can be, uh, you know, better informed and, and, uh, and the audience can be better informed. You said something about, uh, about hypnosis that, that you don't like that term. First off, I want to know what hypnosis is in your, in you know, in your in your words, you know. But but why don't you like the term? We we've we've, uh, you know, we do this in the alternative uh, community about conspiracy theory. Uh, you know, people don't like the term or about waking up. You know that term, and so well, I get it. I get it. Go ahead. It's deceptive. It, it implies something it isn't. Hypnosis. The word hypnosis comes from the Greek word hypnos and the Greek god of sleep. And the Greek word hypno meaning sleep. So mm. it implies that somebody goes to sleep. When you are hypnotized, you're fully aware of everything that's going on around you at all times. It's just that when it's being done by somebody who truly understands what hypnosis is and how to use it, uh, that you'll have an overwhelming desire to do almost anything and everything the hypnotist says. <laughs> now, your most conventional hypnotherapists out there haven't been taught very well, I'm sorry to say. They've been taught by people uh, probably with the best of intentions but, and, uh, and they're probably quite capable of helping the average person stop smoking, lose weight, overcome fears and phobias and whatnot. But if you were to say to them, um, how do you hypnotize somebody to turn them into a Manchunian candidate? to assassinate somebody or how do you turn somebody into a sex slave or how do you turn somebody with hypnosis into a wonderful secret agent who can transport information inside their mind mm. so that if they were tortured they're not consciously aware of it so they'll not give anything up but when they reach their destination with certain keywords it will come flooding out uh 99 of conventionally trained hypnotherapists or hypnosis experts would tell you that's not possible mm. because they believe that to be the case because the person who taught them, the perceived authority figure, the expert they paid a lot of money to to train with and invested time and money. So they've got a real reason to want to believe what they were taught was true has told them these things are not possible. Now, fortunately... Uh, for me, because of my background, I was born on the circus. I was Britain's youngest circus clown from the age of three. That's so dope. Uh, you got to tell us about that before the, before the interview's <laughs> over. Go ahead, man. Uh, I then got into doing conjuring magic tricks um, style, not, con you know, not devil worship magic, magic of conjuring and entertainment. Now you see it, now you do on. Um, I moved into the mind reading, mind magic 
type arena, uh, fortune telling. I've, I've gone through all these different levels of trickery growing up and worked in them professionally. So I see things in somewhat of a different way. So when I did get into hypnosis, um, I looked at it as what's the trick in this? And I dug deep. I believe there must be more to it. And because of that, I came across people such as a guy who's no longer with us called Delavar, who um, I ended up getting the rights to his books that I now sell called The Hypnotist Bible. And in them, he talks about in wartime helping the troops that have come back from the you know, the uh, battlefield. Uh, they'd given them packs of stuff to take on the battlefield, including drugs to medicate themselves, mm. heroin and stuff. So they came back addicted to drugs. And cold turkey is not a nice thing. And he talks in his books about how he'd hypnotize people to put them into the hypnotic state and leave them in it for seven to ten days. Now, there were medical nurses on hand to ensure that they were fed liquid, you know, um, drips and stuff so that they wouldn't dehydrate and to clean them up when they naturally did their bodily requirements, shall we say. Um, but ultimately, they were in a conscious state out of it. They, weren't, they were not consciously aware of doing cold turkey. They came back from the battlefield. It hypnotized them. And they wake up seven to ten days later, and they'd gone through cold turkey. They were back to the person as they were before they ever got addicted to heroin. And, you know, most uh, hypnotherapists would tell you that it's not possible to put someone into the hypnotic state for seven to ten days. Um, he also talks in his book about how to create a Manchunian candidate. Oh my God. Um, in an even easier way than was ever done with MK Ultra, because as we know, Saran Saran, um, if you look into that, he 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 was hypnotized in what people perceive to be hypnosis anyway. He was manipulated psychologically to unknowingly be involved in an assassination. Okay. That's the way I would describe it. Now, there's a, a more low-level way that Delavar talks about that, and that is that your majority of hypnotists say you can't make people say or do things that contradict the morals or the values. As Delavar pointed out, well, that may be true um, if you don't know the kind of things that were discovered in NK Ultra, but the simple solution then is make the hypnotized individual believe that what you want them to do fits within their moral code and values. So, for example, if you took somebody who would never dream of harming somebody and regress them, so psychologically they end up believing and acting as though they're back at the age of five or six years old, and that they're playing cowboys and Indians, and they're the big sheriff and they've got the sheriff's badge on, their invisible sheriff's badge, and they've got the cap gun in their inside pocket of their jacket, what you've given them is a real gun, and that when they see this person, you show them a photograph of a certain person or be at a certain place at a certain time, they'll instantly be six years of age. They're playing cowboys and Indians. They'll they realize they've got the cap gun in their inside pocket and they pull it out and they want to shoot the big, bad red Indian dead. Bang, 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 bang with their cap gun. Now they're not doing something that contradicts the morals or the values. They're just playing a perfectly acceptable game. Yeah. But the outcome is that that the nefarious hypnotist or controller call, whatever, wanted to occur. Mm. Now, that does have a high likelihood of being uncovered. You could use that method and the person would assassinate. It would likely be uncovered. The, you know, the, the, the programming would break down quite rapidly afterwards and it would be uncovered that something had happened to them uh, and likely roads could lead back to the hypnotist getting implicated which is why in the likes of Saran Saran and the people who do the stuff, they can't remember why, how they ended up at the place. Because at that moment, they do it, and then the conscious memory of it is gone because that was part of the programming. Well, what has happened there is trauma-based mind control, classic MK Ultra style, where severe pain or torture or psychological, it doesn't have to be physical torture, it can be psychologically induced torture uh, through... Uh, enhanced through hypnotic techniques to help part of their mind splinter off and create a different alter in their mind, which is like akin with how multiple personality disorders occur. My apologies. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, it's how multiple personalities or split personalities or schizophrenia um, 
often can occur. Sometimes it happens naturally, but it, it, MK Ultra discovered they can artificially create it. And so certain triggers will make that alter take over and become dominant. The person then carries out whatever that personality has been programmed to do. The moment it's been done, they change back to themselves. They have no conscious recollection, genuinely connected to a lie detector. They will pass it because the person connected to the lie detector isn't lying. Right, right, right. Because it's a different part it splintered off. Yeah. Right. I, I, I follow that, man. And it's, it's scary. Listen, I, it, it's really scary because um, we spoke a little bit. Do you know what's scarier bit... than that? Let what's me up? tell you what's scarier yeah. than me. that. Mm-hmm. You think that's scary, all your MK Ultra stuff? No, no, no. They did all that stuff. They're capable of all that stuff. But you know what they realized? You can't take every human being on the planet and put them all through that level of severe um, sexual abuse or physical torture or repeated psychological torture. Right. Can you? Um, so if you want to control the populace, you need to get the majority. You don't need them all. You just need the majority. And the thing is, through repetition small level psychological torture can end up having a, a cumulative effect to control the majority of the masses. And we're seeing it every day. The best torture instrument on the planet is the television, radio, newspapers, magazines, social media as well being hijacked through, um, you know, only today in England, it's in the newspapers today, 30th of November, that they've, they've, met, they've let the public know that the 77th Brigade, I think it is, of the army, who were involved in uh, Afghanistan uh, or somewhere with um, online psychological operations and information warfare um, to get people to think a certain way through misinformation and both feeding it and yeah. deflecting it on the internet, have been drafted in to combat what they're claiming to be misinformation about vaccines, but also to convince people to take the coronavirus COVID vaccine. Mm. That's in the mainstream media. They've acknowledged the fact it's happening. They're not even trying to hide it now. Regularly on the news, they're talking in England, and this is happening worldwide. I'm just mentioning them right, England right. here, but it's happening worldwide, trust me. Uh, the, the UK government has a, a team called the Behavioural Insights Team, which is based in Westminster. Its nickname is the Nudge Unit, because its job is to nudge people into thinking the way they want you to. Right. Listen, um, Damn. Um, you know, you, you kind of leap, leapfrogged my question. Actually, you know what? We could still go to it, but, but that you just laid it out right now. And it's the nudging. I've been talking about, about just that word, actually, nudging, that how people are nudged to do things right now. Um, through, it's the lobster in the pan. Right, right, right. Through the different avenues that, that, that you've laid out, you know, and what I was going to ask, and, and I think it's still a relevant question, so I'll ask it anyway, okay. even though I know the answer to it. Um, we can be hypnotized cyberly but via 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 the cyber you know our, our via the internet um of course i listen Jonathan, that's how brexit, i think i that's think we how in, that's in england the brexit yeah. vote was uh influenced through online social media psychological operations and warfare through cambridge analytica which has proved it's been proven and exposed now that they did Definitely, it's not a conspiracy. The evidential facts out there, and one of the best books on the subject is by my friend and colleague Neil Saunders, who's in my documentary. He's got um, the great Cambridge Analytical scandal uncovered. It right. sometimes go on Neil Saunders, mind, Neil Saunders Mind Control.com. It's all laid out. It, it, it's also how they manipulated things to ensure that Donald Trump was voted in. Um, like, you know, right, I got you. 2016. Information warfare, military around military the world. Military grade, right. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, Cambridge Analytica was uh, considered to be a military grade weapon in England and they had to get permission to use it of the government. So the government knew this was going on. Um, but information warfare, information operations, they're two terms that governments use. And this is the scary thing. I'm not saying this to scare people. I want people to wake up. Right. The antidote to being scared is to watch Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis as a starting point. For people watching this on Iconic, 
It's in the Iconic members area, the documentary. For those who are listening to this who are not on Iconic, go to uh, the Glitch in the Code YouTube channel, uh, Richard Willich YouTube channel, and you will see the Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis full feature documentary there that will show you how to recognize these things happening. So you, when you're consciously aware of them happening, you can stop them having the effect on you that the powers that be want and take control of your mind for yourself again, which is the key. Because the scary thing is, if you don't become aware that they're happening, and so then you can notice them happening and stop them having the effect on you that the powers that be want, lots of these things will happen without you consciously ever realizing. Mm. You might still think you're the free-thinking individual who's going on alternative right. media sites <laughs> and stuff, but some small level will be holding you back right. on some areas. Mm -hmm without you even being aware. The first key is you've got to be aware of the tricks they're using. And he who thinks he's aware of all the tricks um, is likely the one to be most likely to be manipulated because they're constantly coming up with new ways to psychologically manipulate and manipulate your emotions th through storylines of television soaps and films, through narratives fed through newspapers, which published pure propaganda and outright lies, as um, I expose in the documentary, you know. We're getting, if you research the term information operations or information warfare, scariest thing is, and this should be the motivation for you to go and do the research and start to wake up and realise how important the psychological element is, is the fact that I genuinely believe 2020, this, what started what's happening is World War Three. It's just all happening, psychological warfare, cyber warfare. Wow, wow. You know, um, um, I, I, I gave you a standing ovation there. I didn't stand, but I clapped because... Thank you. Yeah, well, it's, it's the truth. You, you've said it better than anyone I've heard. You, you, you crawled inside my mind. Listen, I didn't realize this till not too long ago, um, that... that uh, I mean, not about the World War III thing. I want you to, I want you to expand upon that, and I know where you're going. But um, just, you know, that, that uh, a lot of people think that we're awake. We think that we, think that, that, that we know what's going on, and, and me included for a long time. And then you find out that you don't. You know, That's because, where controlled opposition comes in as well. Right. Controlled opposition is used in information warfare operations. A prime example, and if I'm proven wrong on this, I I have no qualms with if I'm eventually proven wrong on the on the thing I'm about to say. I would love to be proven wrong, but pure logic and my experience in the hypnosis industry over the past uh, thirty years and forty years in show business, which is a world of illusion and nonsense anywhere, and brings me to the conclusion that Q, as in Q on, on is a psychological warfare right. operation 100%. funded by the CIA and linked in with the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations in England to give people the illusion that um, there's a plan to this that's going the way that they want. I, I agree. So that yeah. those people who are believing that, trusting the plan, are less likely to spend time digging to learn the true psychological manipulation techniques that are being used on them, and thus are less likely to wake up and are less likely to peacefully rebel and are therefore less likely to ever be a problem to the global elite. And, and completely incorporated into the system as if they have a choice, as if, as if what yeah. they're doing is, uh, is actually paying off. Um, yeah. And I would suggest that also, as far as Q goes, Cambridge Analytica, um, not by that name, it continues. You know, it's, it's no, it no longer exists. But Steve Bannon um, and uh, Michael Flynn, I would suggest that they are a, a, a heavy part of what QAnon has become. Just given given their involvement in Cambridge Analytica and, and what they pulled off, you know, um, yeah. here in the United States. And it's still going. Like, Trump is out of office, but it doesn't matter. You know, like, there's, so, there's 72 million, if, if you believe the, the voting stats, there's 72 million people that voted for Donald Trump. Go ahead. You know, I said earlier, everything was about divide and conquer. Right. 
Isn't it wonderful that apparently Joe Biden got more votes than Donald Trump, but then Trump said, no, uh, there's all this voter fraud. Yeah. And then now whether, you know, all the cases apparently are getting thrown out. And then when you dig deeper, apparently they're not. Things are not as the same. You know, I'm not getting into that. It doesn't really matter what the yeah. beautiful thing, how convenient it is for them that it's still about dividing and conquering and keeping one side arguing against the other. Exactly. So that while they're doing that, they're not looking around at the bigger picture of what else is going on behind the scenes. What's being ushered in? What's going on? Mm -hmm. What's the bigger game plan? You know, and, and I'm guilty of that myself. You know, I get roped into this but for, for various reasons. But regardless of that, World War Three is going on. And uh, I, I can sympathize. I understand where you're coming from at this point. I, I, I told you off the air that I think we've all been hypnotized, everyone, every single person, mm. for the most part. All right, 99% of the population is under hypnosis right now. Whatever, whatever well, the I term, said earlier, I didn't like the term hypnosis. So to yeah. clarify, it seems a good point because it comes from the root word hypnosis, meaning sleep, and people sleep. aren't really asleep. Uh, and to be honest, um, the idea that you can go sleep, put somebody into some trance state, mm. and then give them a command and we'll do it, that's nonsense, yeah. okay? It doesn't work like that. We don't have time to explain here, but I do teach people. They can look <laughs> at my website. Right. There's loads of free stuff I give away. Awesome. There's like a, an eight-hour training set that's free. There's a book that's free. If they want to learn hypnosis, they can. Just let rest assured, it's not like you see in the films. You yeah. don't go sleep, somebody's out of it, and they do what you say. A most hypnotist only believe that, as I said before, that they've been taught by the person who taught them. Right. Because they invested a lot of time and money and cognitive dissonance kicks in psychologically. And if somebody like me says to them, you know what, you can make people commit murder and stuff using so-called hypnosis, they go, no, you can't. That's nonsense. Um, the person who taught me, because to accept the fact that I could be right, and I'm right, and that history and evidence out there proves this to be true, they'd have to accept that they wasted a lot of their training time and a lot of their own money to believe something that was incorrect. And right. that's painful for a lot of people. So what it really boils down to is a total understanding of emotional manipulation. Mm. Um this is why those in high positions of the true global elite, deep state, uh, the, the, the classic psychopaths, the, 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 the non-emotional, that's why it doesn't bother them when they're screwing up people's lives. When you understand it's about manipulating people's emotions and everyone has a weak point, everyone does, even the strongest of people who reckons they don't, they do. Yeah. And things like Cambridge Analytica, which was a prime example, was about studying people's social media, uh, likes and dislikes, what they looked at, what they didn't, what they slagged off, what they didn't. Taking all that information and with assisted um, computer technology as well, being able to formulate a profile of what makes that person happy, what makes them extremely sad or angry. Pleasure at one end of the scale, pain at the other. And then being able to feed them by implanting and positioning videos or fake posts through bots and stuff on social media, messages, videos, and other stuff that will either make them angry and re react a certain way to provoke a, a reaction that will then make people on their friends list react back badly to their individuals so that it puts them in a cycle of being fixed into this thing or to put something that makes them feel so happy at that moment that it distracts them from something that normally they would have paid attention to. And they've, through things like the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations, um, through things years ago, such as MKUltra, but in more recent times, through what is deemed and termed information operations or information warfare, governments worldwide uh, are spending more money on that and cyber warfare ties in with it, because online ties in with the psychological, that they've mastered this. That All the data points, they called it, Cambridge Analytica. That's why social media asks for your date of birth, your name, you agree, they encourage you to put photos on. It's not about you know, having your photos for facial recognition. It's about seeing these photos, encouraging you to put every, as much up about your life as possible so they know what emotional buttons, what you put up that makes you feel happy, what you put up that makes you feel sad. So you're giving them all of the ammunition 
they could ever need to be able to manipulate your state and make you feel sad when they want to, happy when they want to, stressed when they want to, um, worried when they want to. And that's what it's all about, a massive game of emotional manipulation. Man, let me tell you, this has been fantastic. Fantastic. Um, also, it's important to note that Cambridge Analytica did set up like uh, um, uh, people, you know, that, that would make uh, meetings, you know, that, that would have meetings. That, that, it would not just be uh, through the Internet, right? They, they, would, they would set up uh, uh, get togethers for people like don't tread on me or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, something Patriots. That, that was a key word that came up, you know, uh, Patriots for America. And they would set up a meetup. And it was controlled opposition the whole time. It was somebody from Cambridge Analytica that set that up and got people together and made it seem like it was grassroots and it wasn't. What's up? I see you. The truth community, a lot of it will not like me for what I'm about to say. Say it. Um, But you've got to be aware that, and I'm not going to name names right now, I'll leave that to the likes of my good friend Neil Saunders, (laughs) who has hats off to him. Because he he did not eat... Because when he does, he's got the wonderful his research is absolutely wonderful. But you know, some of these truth movements uh, and 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 public meetups and rallies in England certainly, when a bit of digging is done as to who's like donating money and funding, they have some very dubious links to people who then link into people with bigger agendas. Now, I'm not saying it's completely impossible that they, as an individual human being, may want the world to be a better place. But you've got to at least investigate the possibility and be aware of right. the fact that, you know, controlled opposition is something that's been proven for many, many decades to be a powerful warfare tool. Heck, Edward Bernays in his book, um, Propaganda. Mm-hmm. Which is decades, decades, decades old. It's sort of wartime. It, 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 it's still as valid to this day. It's about emotional manipulation. And a lot of disinformation in the world out there is purposely fed into the world through conventional media outlets. And these days also through online because it's easier for them to manipulate them through social media companies and placements and stuff. But the so-called trusted media you know, when people go, oh, that's a conspiracy theory because it wasn't printed in this newspaper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Look at the world's conventional newspapers. They're owned by about five people. Millions of media outlets, TV, radio, newspapers and magazines owned by about four or five people. That's not good. Yeah. yeah it's a centralization of information. It all, it all disseminates from one source. And yeah. they control perception in that manner. Uh, Neil Sanders, a good friend of mine, been on the fringe several times uh we're actually uh, uh and, and he's named a, a ton of names just go go mm. go listen to the last episode we did a lot of you did it's one of the most downloaded shows i've ever done so thank you for that you know, a lot of people got triggered it is what it is but but uh when when somebody tests your reality you you're gonna get triggered it's a natural uh uh the natural of process of things and uh i'm fine with it but but let me say this um we're working on something with neil Neil and I and uh, Recluse, um, I don't know if you're familiar with him and his work, but also John Brissom, we're working on putting something together. And uh, I think uh, I want to include you in that. And, and I, I, want, I, want, uh, I want your perspective because it's key. It's key. And I, I think it'll fit in well in what we're doing. We'll talk about it off air. We'll probably see it um, in uh, mid-2021 what we're doing, or maybe early 2021. But, uh, but, but uh, I'd like to involve you in that so um keep me okay, honest that'd be that. cool. no I, yeah. I, I i think it's necessary i don't know how people are going to to respond to it but i think it's necessary it needs to be done and uh eventually people will come around i guess when people start noticing that uh we're completely and totally manipulated listen i don't know if you hit us with um you might you may have you may have and it may have gone over my head but okay what's, what's a better term to use if if uh, hypnosis isn't isn't the one that you like what what how else what do we say <sighs> oh, 
all terms are just labels and it's how people understand them through because the perception of hypnosis is that idea sleep you're out with it no it's way more than that you don't even need to have, you don't even need your eyes closed mm. arguably hypnosis as we're showing extreme danger extreme hypnosis is happening every day of your life every minute of the day from all avenues of your daily life from birth to the grave um so i'd say that psychological and emotional manipulation is the is really what hypnosis is okay. is what's going on and that can be used with positive intent or nefarious intent sadly those that want to make money uh, you know the global elites that want more money more power more control uh quite often it's nefarious but, um you know let me this sounds like i'm going off on one here but consider this yeah consider this we're born we live we die okay i'm not going to say whether we reincarnate or not maybe we do maybe we don't but that's not what we're here to discuss so <laughs> in, in in this lifetime we're born we live our best life as best we can deal with circumstances we hope and then we die um so surely from when we're born to when we die our focus should be on in an ideal world and i know that circumstances are always ideal but we should aim towards um not harming anyone emotionally physically spiritually mentally or on any level not intentionally harming anyone anyway you know sometimes accidents happen right um but that also includes yourself people are one of the biggest things we're conditioned from birth from all avenues is the idea that to look after yourself is selfish and that selfish is a bad negative thing well no it isn't think of the airplane if you're there with three kids and a problem occurs oxygen mask come down if you start putting those on your kids you might get the first one on the kid the second one part way onto your second kid and then pass out because you didn't put your oxygen mask on they tell you stick yours on first so that then you're not going to pass out so you can get them on to the kids so you've got to be selfish to be selfless and the bigger picture is you've got to look after you number one in order to be able to give the best to your loved ones your family your friends to be the best possible you by looking after you uh and making sure that you're mentally emotionally and spiritually healthy uh means that then you have more chance of achieving your goals dreams and ambitions in life because you will be more resilient to all the negative shit being thrown out right. by the global elites and by the negative programmed people out there who don't believe in themselves enough uh, and think that life is about you know just working nine to five 40 hours a, a week for 40 years of their life and then retiring on 40 percent of the money that they couldn't afford to live on in the first place it's been designed like that the system to keep people ground down so that they're always trying to keep up with the joneses so rather than saving up some money and getting a reserve for example to then give them the ability and freedom to do what they want down the line they're conditioned by society that oh the next door neighbor's got a new car or a new xbox or this that the other our kids must have it and all that and that they feel bad and a failure if they don't get it so they end up spending money and getting credit to try and keep up with the joneses to feel to feel like they're a worthy person Status. doing right right yeah and it's all designed purposely to grind people down. Mm. All you really need in life to be happy is to be able to eat so you don't feel hungry. Be able to keep yourself clean so you don't feel dirty. So you don't smell. Keep yourself warm and a sense of security mm. by having a roof above your head. Who actually truly, ma what does it fucking matter if you've got gold taps on your sink or you've got stainless steel ones what does it matter if you can't afford at the moment a brand new sofa from dfs or the sofa store that will let you have it on credit but you'll end up paying eight nine times the price over the years with your repayments 
Why not instead just get some cheap plastic picnic chairs, sit on them in the living room for the time being, save up your money each week that you would have been paid on credit. Before you know it, you'll have the money saved to then go out and buy outright for cash or sofa, which will then own outright quicker than you would having got it on credit. Uh, and ultimately you'll be fine. Don't believe what the system's told you to believe. Do what is best for you now and long term. Both mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It's about reevaluating the way you look at things because sadly, however awake we think we are, most of us are still affected by the conditioning we got from birth. Mm-hmm. And we need we need to use techniques to get into our personal necktop computer our memory banks, our brains, unconscious, subconscious, remove all those negative files that we got, condition, put in some nice antivirus software, <laughs> i.e. positive suggestions in hypnosis, positive programming, and daily use the antivirus software on the brain so that we feel like a worthy person, so that we can feel loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued. Because if human beings feel and feelings are, uh, are just perceptions, okay? You know, a complete loner who purposely doesn't associate with people because he likes their own space, is something of a hermit by choice, may still feel low as though they're a love wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued individual, okay? Because it's just a feeling. Feelings are thoughts manifest. That is all. There doesn't have to be a basis in reality. So if we can get people to feel loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued, then that will have a positive impact on their self-confidence, their self-image, their self-esteem and their self-control, a.k.a. willpower. And if we can build up those four levels, then that will have a positive effect on their uh, self-worth, their self-love, their self-respect and the final foundation their ability to be positively selfish, I call it, which I referred to earlier, so that they can then be better, not just for themselves, but for other people. And everything in the world, as we explain in Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, the global elites have steered it so that it's always grinding you down. You're always envying. Is the grass greener on the other side of the fence? I need that faster car. I need the more expensive game to make you feel worthwhile. People get addicted to wanting another like on their Instagram post. Like it's going to change the world. Um, generally speaking, no. You know, when, <laughs> when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to say, I wish I'd got an extra Instagram like. You're going to say, I wish I'd spent more time with my, um, you know, kids or my grandparents or you're going to say i wish i'd actually made the time uh, rather than buying you know a new car every year i just got a car that got me from a to b and used the money to then be able to go and visit those places in the world i'd always dreamed of get your true priorities right what do you truly want to do in life don't let the system the program the powers that be manipulate you into doing what they want you to think is right do what truly feels right in your Too many people, after events have taken place, go, oh, if only I'd followed my gut feeling. I knew there was something not right about that. Well, start to listen to your gut feeling. There's a real reason it's there. Society's geared law to stop you from having faith in that gut feeling. Um, I want you to do things every day that will make you ultimately end up feeling loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued, to increase your self-confidence, self-esteem, self-image, self-control, to then ultimately increase your self-love, self-respect, self-worth and the positively selfish element. Because the world's geared up to knock those elements down, to criticise, to make you feel bad, to make you feel like you've not achieved enough. Stop looking at the programming and start to take control of your own bloody programming. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. There's no words I have for what you just said. 100%, man. Um, thank you for coming on and, and blessing us with this info, man. I, I want to get a little bit of your uh, Carney days 
back in the circus. That sounds fascinating as hell to me. Can can you can you give me a little bit on that for for the the remaining hey, minutes so that we have left? Yeah. Um. Just before I do, I'll just say in terms of helping you reprogram your personal laptop computer, if you go on magicalguru.com, oh, I'm, I'm going to give you time on, to do all that. But go ahead. Come on. Mm -hmm. Click on the hypnotherapy page. Yeah. And about the fourth video down, it's a virtual hypnotherapy interactive session. Mm. It's free of charge, no cost, and it's worded in such a manner that whatever habit, addiction, fear, or phobia you may have, you can use this to overcome it without having to spend a single penny. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then you can use it to positively program yourself to protect yourself against the propaganda in the world. So, yeah, the circus, uh, I was born there. I didn't have much uh, choice in the matter. It was where my, <laughs> it's where my mum and dad were when I was born. My dad was a circus clown. She's the clown, but he also did a yogi fakir act i wasn't swearing then that's f-a-k-i-r fakir act uh walking on uh broken glass uh lying on beds of nails fire you're eating climbing up ladders of daggers and all that kind of stuff who was doing that you my dad oh that my was, gosh. as well as being a circus clown he also did an act under the name the amazing etna um so he was doing these acts and my mum was a sharp shooting whip cracking rope spinning cowgirl so i was born into that weird background and at the age of three and a bit uh i was britain's youngest professional paid circus clown started performing with my dad and that led to that path i mentioned earlier i then ended up rebelling against that because i got bullied when i did go to schools because i was a circus clown and my dad was i was the odd one out so i rebelled but by then long story cut short I felt loved, needed, appreciated, and all that with the applause from an audience. So I still wanted to perform, but I wanted to avoid being a clown because I blamed that for why I was getting bullied, mm. which is how I weirdly rebelled against my dad by learning magic tricks and stuff and doing that because then I was rebelling against that, but it meant I was still performing and getting the round of applause. It didn't quite work out that way, but hey, or such is life. So, but what, what, what's relevant to all this is that I spent my life growing up around people who with positive intent, I must add, otherwise it sounds like a bit negative, uh, uh, a positive form of tricksters, con men. Um, I also yeah, worked briefly on fairgrounds. Um, I've in the past I did have an involvement uh, in my teenage years working as a, a demonstrator, a pitch artist, um, demonstrating products on the street and selling them right, right. in stores. And from all of these things, I learned just as I did from magic, mind reading, fortune telling um, and all these different worlds. I learned that all of them, to be truly successful, you have to have an understanding of how to manipulate people's emotions. Just as a really good actor has to be an expert in manipulating emotions. And that's the eyes that I was looking through when I started to learn hypnosis when I was 13 and a bit. And it's because of that I was looking for what's really going on here. And that's why I dug deeper and my route into learning it was a little bit more unconventional. And yes, I've traveled the world doing comedy stage hypnosis shows. Yes, I've done hypnotherapy for people, including A-list celebrities, been featured in USA Today with Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal to promote their film, analyze that, and a whole bunch of other stuff I could brag about. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, all of that only became possible the stuff that I've done that other therapists go, well, you can't do that. Um, you know, such as being on a British TV show and hypnotizing people to reveal their confidential computer passwords and their banking pin codes and stuff without knowing they've done it. Most therapists would say that's not possible. Well, it is when you know how to truly emotionally manipulate somebody so that it's emotionally pleasurable to them to reveal the information and painful not to. And then when they have revealed the information, it becomes emotionally painful to them to ever accept or remember the fact that they told it you and pleasurable and rewarding to them to totally create amnesia in their mind that they told you. Mm. I lived this and along the way through being featured in the media from a tiny young age all the way up to the point where in my teenage years I started creating fake stories 
different names, different personalities. I have a website devoted to it, circusofthemind.net, where I spent a number of years proving that television, radio, newspapers and magazines, the last thing that they're actually bothered about is the truth. Mm. They're bothered about selling papers and magazines, getting viewing figures, selling advertising space and pushing the agenda that the powers above them want pushed. Um, so they will turn a blind eye and quite often also be involved in creating fabricated bullshit nonsense. And I spent years getting hundreds and hundreds of stories in national media and international media publications and on TV and radio shows to then go and go and expose it all and go, they were all complete and utter nonsense. And here's the proof. And I've also got proof that journalists were involved in faking the bloody stories. Um, one of the biggest guilty parties being media mogul Rupert Murdoch and his now disgraced and jailed fake sheikh, Maza Mahmood, um, who I tried to expose in 1998. It backfired a bit and I got put in prison for a couple of months mm. on a technicality. Uh, but believe it or not, as we speak now in 2020, in May... 2019, my renewed renewed grounds of appeal in that case went into the courts of appeal. And as we speak now, the perfected grounds of appeal are being prepared to go to the courts of appeal. And early 2021, fingers crossed, that conviction from 1999 will get overturned wow. and further bring to light um, the lies, dishonesty and total lack of attention to the truth in the world media wow what a story what a story brother listen man it's been an absolute honor it's been Thank uh, you. it's it's been fantastic I, I one of my favorite episodes i think i've ever done um it's necessary nowadays for people to hear stuff like this and reevaluate what it is that you think and why you think it all right in, in particular in 2020, when everything has been uh, uh, thrown upside down and every opportunity has been taken to manipulate you and me yeah. and everyone else on the planet emotionally and any way else you can think about it. What's up, buddy? I've got to tell you this before we end. Today in the British media, and I guess they'll do similar in other places in the world, they've announced, the British government, uh, that the NHS are going to be employing high-profile celebrity figures to make adverts to encourage people to take the COVID vaccine. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic case of emotional manipulation because like at Olympic, people, a large amount of the population, do aspire to be like their celebrity idol and will try to wear the clothes their celebrity idol does or do the things they do. And they are, there will be people who were more likely to end up taking a rushed vaccine uh, because their favorite celebrity said, do it, I have. <laughs> when James Earl Jones is telling you to take the vaccine, please reevaluate, okay? Um, <laughs> Jonathan, listen, it's been a pleasure. Like I said, please tell everybody where they can find all your work. Yeah, there's two websites, the Media Expose, showing how the world media basically not only do they purposely lie, but they totally fabricate things. And when they do have truth, it's just an element of truth that's then steered the way they want it to, is circusofthemind.net. And for my website, where if you click on the hypnotherapy page, the third or fourth video down is that virtual treatment session uh, that I mentioned earlier. And also there's a page that says free stuff where you can get free training videos, free training manuals, explaining what hypnosis is and how to use it for yourself, uh, is at Magical Guru, that's M-A-G-I-C-A-L-G-U-R-U.com. Fantastic. Make sure you go do all of that, Jonathan. It's been a pleasure. Please hold on um, while I, I wrap the show. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. I appreciate all of you, each and every one of you. And uh, that's why I wanted to bring information like this, because... Um, we're all swimming up Shit's Creek without a paddle, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it looks like. And uh, maybe we can create some paddles, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and try to steer in a different direction. Hopefully, I don't know how to get that done, but maybe we can do it. I hope uh, everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I hope everybody uh, celebrates uh, Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, just have a good time in December, man. Let's, let's try to be happy and be positive in the whole deal.
Um, and you can find this on Iconic, like I said before, man. Send me an email at theinfinitefringe at gmail.com. Whatever you want to talk about, you know, follow me on social media. I'm on uh, at Obin One. You know me if you can spell it. Uh, if you can figure out how to spell it, you can join me over there on Twitter. Um, I'm uh, not there too often, but I can be reached there. And also, I'm on Instagram, and I don't remember the handle, so it don't matter. But anyway, um, that's it, man. Um, fantastic stuff, Jonathan. We got to have you back on. I had a fantastic time. Um, everybody, take it easy. Never give up hope. Hope, whatever they tell you, however bad it looks. It's only that bad if you believe it to be that bad. There's always hope. Things always change. And there's more chance of them changing for the better when you are focused on it becoming better. Because you get more of in life, more of what you focus on. Incredible. That's a, a good way to leave it. Take it easy, guys. God bless you. Bye-bye.